Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. I trust you're off to a great summer season, and we'll continue in this podcast on examining Old Testament books. And in this uh, session, we'll examine probably my most favorite book in all the Bible, and that's the book of Psalms. One of the great distinctions of this book is its character as a hymn book, really, uh, for the Israelites and then into the church many years later. I know we would sing numerous psalms in camp, in church settings growing up, uh, and it has been one of the greatest sources of inspiration for prayer and praise to God since its formation, since it was written. Interestingly, the psalms has been placed at the heart of the Bible. Psalms 118 verse 8 is the center verse of the Bible geographically. And it says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. And that's a wonderful thing to be reminded of. And personally, I try to read a psalm a day. It's just kind of part of my routine. I can't say I do it absolutely every day. But most days, I read a psalm a day. It's just just encouraging. I appreciate it so much. The Hebrews called it the book of praise or simply praises designated its main purpose to praise the Lord. Um, The Greek translator named it psalms, meaning songs sung to accompaniment of string instruments, you know, whatever was the musical instruments around to help uh, with that. So um, it's it's so true. Like I said, sung many of them growing up. The whole collection of psalms has been called the Psalms of David. His name is attached to nearly half of all the psalms. Uh, David was a man with a big heart. He was very keen, very smart man. He was dedicated, often lived a disciplined life. Uh, and he had a, a a sensitive, throbbing, emotional life. If you If you read the Psalms and you read about him before the Psalms as well, you see that he has a he has emotions and he does he's not afraid to show them and to exhibit them. And a strong will, absolutely, and a vital relationship with God. Second Samuel 23.1 says, Now these be the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse, said, And the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel. Indeed, he was the sweet psalmist. Uh, he had a wide experience. Just think about this. He was a shepherd, he was a musician, a poet, a mighty warrior for Israel. He was a fugitive for a while too, uh, a theologian, a great statesman, and a king who united Israel. I mean, talk about a wide experiences of life, right? It's, it's pretty more remarkable. And, in a, in, 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 and as well as David uh, writing Psalms, there's been at least 12 others identified by the Septuagint translators who pen psalms that we enjoy today. So uh, David would have had the most by far. Then there was Moses. He wrote Psalm 90. Uh, Solomon wrote a pile of them as well. Asaph uh, is a, one of the singers and things. You'll see him ascribed to numerous ones. There's about 10, 11 chapters 73 to 83, he wrote. 
Uh, he wrote a bunch uh, as well. I mean, he, he did a really good job. Koran Sons, uh, they wrote some. Uh, Eman, Ethan, Hezekiah wrote 15. Jeremiah wrote one, uh, described him in Psalm 137. Uh, Haggai, Zechariah, and Ezra. Ezra was the uh, writer of the longest chapter, the longest psalm in the Bible, 119. Uh, the remaining psalms have no author. Uh, they've been called orphan psalms because they don't know uh, who wrote them. Uh, Ezra has been tra- traditionally recognized as the compiler of the Psalms in their present arrangement, and it makes sense. He's the last one of all the list I just gave you to live. Uh, there's a massive amount of time, as uh, assuming Moses was the earliest writer, so like 1430 BC, and up to Ezra, which was 430 BC, so a thousand years from the first Psalm to the last. Um, in the Psalms, there is two categories of people, the good and the evil and the godly and the ungodly. And the psalmist is often in the midst of the battle, allying himself with the cause of God, giving praise for his intervention, which has already occurred in history or is to occur prophetically uh, in the future. Numerous Psalms are connected to military or national situations. Um, so Psalm 3 David is being chased by his son Absalom, which that must have been a very emotional time, right? I mean, just think, your son is after you. He looks, seeks to kill you to take your kingdom. In Psalm 18, he's just escaped Saul. Uh, And then in Psalm 34, David had made an escape from the Philistines. And in Psalm 54, he sided from King Saul. So, like, there's all kinds of emotions here, right? And uh, and different situations. Uh, the point is the psalmist wrote out of their distresses, their victories, and, and praised uh, the Lord as they encountered many things in their lives. Um, you know, they, they faced a lot of intense things, and uh, they, it drove them. And it wasn't just spiritual problems, but secular problems, physical problems. And it drove them to God. Uh, and they sang his praises in victory. And, and I think that's another reason why the Psalms make such an impact in our lives. Because they're relatable to us. To me and you. Uh, we don't say, face the same physical problems. Some, in a lot of ways, than these Psalmists. Because our land's much different. Or time period, should say. Uh, but we do face problems. And we know that sense of dread or fear or whatever the case is. And it's relatable. It's very relatable. So the purposes of the Psalms, they are written by the psalmist as a heartfelt responses to God as they experience joys, sorrows, and trials of life. They also provide vehicles of expression for God's people through the whole range of human experiences to enable them to, you know, clothe their feelings as such, you know, to, to bring to God the vivid terms, in vivid terms, how they're feeling. Uh, and I, I think sometimes we forget that God does want to hear from us. I mean, God does know how we feel because he knows everything, but God wants to hear from us. So there, there's a, you know, that, there's that. And they serve to voice the yearnings of Israel for the coming Messiah. They are looking forward to that. Uh, so that's part of it as well. And finally, and what I mentioned at the very beginning, 
it served as a songbook for many of the rituals and functions that took place, the religious uh, festivities, the festivals, uh, temple worship, and then the national and local gatherings that took place uh, within the nation of Israel. Uh, so that, that were some of the reasons, purposes for it. Thanksgiving Psalms, uh, though only Psalms 100 is entitled A Psalm of Thanksgiving, the Psalms have more references to thanks, giving thanks, than the rest of the Old Testament. The rest of the Old Testament mentions it 50 times. Psalms mentions it 75 times. Okay, Psalm 105, Psalm 106, 107, 118, each begin by calling God's people to thank the Lord. In Psalm 136, this theme of thanks and praise is made into an anthem, really, of loving kindness, of the great loving kindness of the Lord. Psalm 136, verse 16, to him which... Led his people through the wilderness for his mercy endureth forever. To him which smote great kings for his mercy endureth forever. And slew famous kings for his mercy endureth forever. Uh, and gave their land for inheritance for his mercy endureth forever. Even an inheritance unto Israel uh, for a servant for his mercy endureth forever. He have redeemed us from our enemies for his mercy endureth forever. Uh, oh, give uh, for who giveth good food to all flesh for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. The Psalms are often quoted in the New Testament. Actually, about a, over 100 times, I think it's about 112 times. Um, and approximately half of those relate to the Messiah and his ministry. And the many quotes and allusions indicate the importance the New Testament writers attached to the Psalms. So... One of my favorite verses in the Bible, favorite verses, there's, I have a lot of them, but is in Psalms. And let me read you some of them here. It's really in Psalms 73. Whom have I in heaven but thee? Verse 25. And there's none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever but it is good for me to draw near to god i have put my trust in the lord god that i may declare all thy works i think we've all been to places where our strength our heart has failed but praise god he is our portion and is indeed good for me and it is good for you to draw near to god to the lord i hope that's been a help uh, an encouragement to you in your spiritual walk. You know, keep exploring the word, keep looking to Jesus. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, take care.